Welcome to the Doug Peterson Show. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. J.P. Shadrick and former Jaguar Jeff Logaman discuss the latest Jaguars news with the head coach. The Doug Peterson Show starts right now. And welcome in. It's week 17, the Doug Peterson Show. J.P. Shadrick with Jeff Logaman and Jaguars head coach Doug Peterson as the Jaguars head to NRG Stadium in Houston to face the Texans. First place now in the AFC South, though. A little different feeling. Still controlling your fate in the division, but the task at hand this week, the Texans, then it's on to the Titans. What's the challenge of, of keeping the team focused on the task this week first? That's just it, keeping the team focused. Um, you know, obviously, um, you know, we understand what this team did to us the first time around, week five. You know, it was a 13-6 ball game. And, and um, you know, I also got to remind our team that we're, we're different. We're a better football team now, you know, here in the month of December than we were in week five. And, and uh, so, you know, you're hoping that things go a little bit better this time around. But, you know, the, the biggest challenge is to keep guys focused on this week, not looking into next week. And, and uh, you know, it's a good football team and a team that is kind of dangerous, you know, because they're not playing for anything. And, and uh, you know, I had to remind the team uh, of just a year ago how, how you know, they, they spoiled the hopes of a Indianapolis Colts team that came in here and, you know, lost a football game to miss out on the postseason. So, these are these are must wins for us. Uh, team understands that. There's a sense of urgency, and and uh, guys are focused and ready to go. You know, a lot of people may wonder what the approach was going to be this week, just because you know the the game has meaning from the standpoint of if you end up in a tie in the last game of the regular season, okay, then this is a tiebreaker and it means something. But would you rest players this week or would you not? And having said that, when you met the team for the very first time after all of this is known, what was the first thing that you said to your football team? First thing I said is this is a this is a must win and and you know we're we're going in with every healthy body that we can and and you know um, I, you know and and for me too it's this is this is a different situation a little bit from the standpoint of we can get to five hundred right eight and eight uh, with a chance to put us at nine and eight you know at the end of the season so that's a winning record um, you know I, I think of the history of the Jaguars and and shot and in his history and track record here recently and and he hasn't had too many of these. Uh, you know, winning seasons, and and so for me, it's it's a little more a little more motivation that way, and and um, you know, I I want the guys to understand just uh, how meaningful and how powerful and impactful that is to set this program on a path that year in and year out we expect to win, and and have winning seasons, you know, uh, moving forward. And this is a division opponent that's had there's a consecutive game streak going on. I mean, those are things you want to change when you're talking about changing the culture. Exactly, exactly. And, and those are things that I've, I've reminded the, the team of. And, uh, you know, it's just it's, – you're changing the culture around here, and, and the guys understand that, and we're putting ourselves on a, on a path that, you know, we, hopefully we win, you know, a lot more, uh, you know, games, regular season games as the years go on. But two, we expect to win. That's the that's the challenging thing now with this football team is is getting them to believe and getting them to believe and and, and really the expectation that we're going into every football game, no matter who we play, it's kind of that faceless opponent, uh, so to speak, that we expect to win. And and um, the guys believe that. And um, you know we have to understand just the impact of that in, in in games like this, whether whether they mean something or not to the outside world. You know, to us, they got to mean something. 
Head coach Doug Peterson with us. Let's talk about a couple key injuries now and the the changes since those. And Cam Robinson is out, obviously. So Walker Little stepped in there at left tackle. Last week, though, Dewan Smoot goes down with an Achilles injury. What are the plans for that spot? And how has Walker Little played at left tackle so far? Yeah, Walker stepped in last week, did a nice job uh, in that game. You know, started off a touch rough, but but really settled in and did some did some nice things. And, and uh, you know, he's the type of player we saw back in training camp where the more reps he gets, right, the more practice time, he, he becomes a better football player. And so we're excited about his, his opportunity and his growth right now. And, and really it kind of gives us sort of uh, an insight to who he is, you know, as a football player. And, and we're, we're excited about that. And then on the defensive side, it's unfortunate with Smoot and, you know, losing a great pass rusher. You lose some of that that presence of the pass rush, you know, with him and, and what he's uh, uh, been able to do this season. But, you know, I, I, I think a guy like, like Josh Allen, you know, is going to have to really step up now and get Trayvon Walker back, you know, and get him in the fold. And, you know, Caleb on Chase on is going to take more meaningful reps now on defense as opposed to special teams. And, you know, it, it's just – it Arden Key is going to be a big factor in there. And then, you know, we've got a young Deshaun Dixon who, whether or not he's up or not, is going to have to, you know, be ready to go, um, you know, in these, these coming weeks because, you know, with a guy like Smoot, we've, we've lost some pass rush, and, and, and now it's going to have to get spread out amongst, uh, amongst the troops. Yeah, you, you talk about losing some pass rush productivity. I think what you lose a lot, too, is some leadership with Dewan Smoot and Cam Robinson because, you know, watching the film on those guys week in and week out, the one thing that you can count on with those guys – every week is consistent outstanding effort exactly right and yeah that's what i've seen you know with cam cam you know still a young player but he's kind of come into his own as a leader this year and and i think that's also a part of what brandon sheriff has brought to our football team in that offensive line room and 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 cam's done that you know we know who smooth is and he he's always been been that type of leader with the, with the defense and really with the team and um, he, he's had an impact that way, and, and those it's hard to replace. You know, it's hard to replace leadership like that. Uh, but you know, my job too is to challenge the next guy to step up and, and uh, see who's going to take on that role. Let's get to the quarterback now, Trevor Lawrence. Of course, uh, still continuing to roll and and playing better and better as the weeks go along. Executed that plan in New York very well. But I'm curious about what you've seen out of him in these meaningful games uh, when it comes down. You have to go win. You're trailing in a game. They figure out a way to go take the lead and fight and win. And when did you start to see that side of the quarterback, the the killer instinct, the, the competitive nature of that? And has that grown as the season has gone along? It, it has grown. You know, and, and obviously we keep going back to the Denver game in London, and, and I think – I think uh, you know that was a sort of a uh, a light bulb moment for him and, and probably the offense you know in general and and really from that point forward we've just seen that that steady progression with the, with the quarterback with Trevor and you know um, you come out of the bye right and and now you're now you're playing you're you're, you're still playing meaningful games and, and all of them are really must win situations and must wins you know for us as a football team to put a, put ourselves in this position and. You've just seen the toughness now with the injury, right, with the toe. You're seeing how he um, can take a Wednesday off in practice, still get meaningful mental reps and still come back on Thursday, Friday and still perform at a high level on Sunday and how he's leading the football team. And you're seeing the guys around him even, you know, get more comfortable with what we're doing as an offense. And, 
and just understanding the entire scheme. And, and so I think the team is also improving. The offense is improving around Trevor. And, and he's just, you know, he, he's that type of guy now that, that really, you know, wants the ball in his hand. And, and, and I probably couldn't say that first part of the season, you know. But, but now he's, he's wanting that and, and he's playing well. And, and we've just got to continue, uh, you know, keeping him on that track. Can you get the ball out of his hand so he doesn't take that hit like he did in New York? <laughs> that one, that one, yeah, we had a little conversation after that one uh, last week on the sideline, and and those are the things. He, those are, see, those are the things. Those young quarterbacks and young moments like that, where you know they're teachable moments for us. You don't want them to take you know that type of hit and get thrown down that that hard. Throw the ball away. Just just get the ball out of your hand. Throw it away. You know you don't get hit. We live to play another down. Um, you know, and so those are still the things that still kind of creep up that, uh, you know, we're still coaching and trying to coach out of him. One of the things that I think has been apparent this year that he's got comfort, comfort in the scheme, comfort in your offense. And I think part of the way that you can understand and see that is that he's got more confidence using his legs at certain moments. And, uh, you know, for a long time, Trevor really didn't want to run. I think he was a little hesitant to run. And for whatever reason, but when he does run now, it's like he's more confident and quicker with that decision to do so. He is, and and you know we encourage him to run. Um, get yourself, get the offense out of trouble on a third and five, third and six, third and nine. You know, get that first down, even a you know, uh, even a first down to another first down by by running the football. You know, whether it be on a a naked bootleg or something like that, and he can just carry it like he did against the Jets a couple of times and. You know, those are all things that we encourage him to do. Uh, be smart about it. Protect himself. And, and those are those are meaningful big plays that keep your offense on the field, number one, and, and really put you in a position to score points once you get down into the red zone. All right, Coach, let's go to the Microsoft Surface and get a social media question for you about the upcoming opponent. Who is the most important player to stop to win on Sunday? This is from at Nick Pope Joy, and yeah, there's obviously more than one, I'm sure, with the Houston Texans. You mentioned it. They're playing hard football right now, playing tough for Levy Smith, but who stands out on that team? You know, I'm going to tell you, this This team has changed just a little bit now, you know, offensively, Davis Mills and, and, and Driscoll, these two quarterbacks. I mean, it's, it's kind of a two-headed monster right now. They've, they've lost some of their, you know, their, their top running back, obviously, and and they're using these quarterbacks now in, in kind of a dual threat. You know, Davis is the guy that can can move around and throw. Uh, we know Driscoll can run and, and run the RPO game. He did that in college a lot. So I look at those two guys, and then you go back to the Jets and what the Jets did. There was a change of pace when, uh, you know, when their, their second-string quarterback came in against our defense. So that, to me, is going to be a matchup that – that is going to be critical in this football game that we handle, you know, defensively. And then I, I, I don't think there's one guy. I mean, I would say, um, you know, uh, 96, the D lineman, uh, you know, right now is a, is a, is a, is a, he's a train wreck. He's a, he, he's a, he's a pass protection uh, nightmare up front. We've, he, he's a three technique. He can, he can get after the passer. I, 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 I think of guys like that. I, Kirksey on defense, the middle linebacker is a guy that's smart, these guys are downhill again. It's not about one guy, and that's what that's what you see with this football team on defense. Is they fly around, they play fast, they 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 you know can can wreak havoc. They're a, they're a movement movement type front, meaning they're gonna they're gonna stunt their line. Their linebackers are downhill. 
And, and we've got to be prepared for that. That takes that takes all five, six guys, including tight ends, to be able to handle all that movement. Now you talk about the two-quarterback system that they run. You know, they have Damian Pierce, Nico Collins at wide receiver before that, and that's changed the one consistent thing watching the film. Their offensive line's playing pretty well. And I think the consistent part about them as a team, their effort has been very consistent as well, which – a lot of times you don't see that with a team that has been struggling record-wise, but, I mean, a lot of that credit's got to go to Levy Smith because they're playing hard in the last game they won, but then the two games before that against Kansas City and Dallas, they're right in those ball games. You know, Kansas City, they take him to overtime, and, and obviously lose that in a close game. Dallas is a, you know, um, you know, obviously Dallas did a great job at the end to, to go the length of the field. Really, they stopped him on fourth and goal and then and took the ball the length of the field. Houston had a chance to go up 10 points in that game. I mean, yeah, you're right. That's that's what we see as coaches. That's what we see, and that's what we're trying to point out to our football team is this is this is a good football team, you know. Um, just like last week, I, I, it's very similar to last week from the standpoint of these guys hustle. They give great effort. Um, and and they they fly around and they're playing with a lot of passion and those are those are teams that are dangerous that really, you know, there's they're, they're playing for pride they're playing to maybe spoil the, the 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 our chances or whatever it might be and and they're dangerous football teams and and so that's why we have to be ready to go in this one. And final thought with you here, you got a score to settle with this team, too. I mean, they got you back in week five. It's been nine in a row, at least historically, the, the, in the last, gosh, 10, 12 years, the Texans have dominated this head-to-head series. Time to avenge that and keep you know, marking these streaks off the list this year, right? Yeah, I mean, there's always – it seems like every week there's, a, there's another a first, you know, and, and this is obviously another one of those firsts if we can, if we can pull this one off and – um, got to go on the road. You know, we've had a challenge of, of playing on the road in another dome environment. You know, we struggled last time we were in a dome. And those are all those things that creep back in. But, again, it's my job to make sure that, um, you know, the guys are ready and focused and, and you know, looking ahead to, to playing on Sunday. Doug, thanks for the time as always. Keep it rolling. Good luck. All right. Thank you. Head coach Doug Peterson with us. This is the Doug Peterson Show on the Jaguars Radio Network. Welcome back. The Doug Peterson Show continues right now. Welcome back. It's the Doug Peterson Show. J.P. Shatterick with Jeff Lagerman. Our thanks to head coach Doug Peterson for joining us in the opening segment each and every week. It is week 17. The Jaguars face the Houston Texans. Well, the, uh, the Jaguars are playing everybody. Let's go, right? I mean, it's yeah. NFL football. There's no such thing as a meaningless game, the coach said earlier this week, so uh, full steam ahead. Well, I like that approach. I mean, it's um, it's what you want to hear, and uh, I think momentum is everything in this game, and to be able to carry momentum going into and, and the ability to play well, I think it's, it's hard to take a week off and then to return the next week and say, okay, we're just going to we're going to flip the switch and be ready to go against Tennessee. I just, I just don't think you can do that. I think maybe some teams, might, it might be in their best interest of doing that. But I think it's in the Jaguars' best interest to, to continue to try to win this game in Houston, even though it would help from a tie standpoint. The last game of the year, and I love Doug's approach. Yeah. And was glad to hear him say that. And uh, that's what I was hoping he would say as we were heading into this week. I mean, if you're – the Patriots and you have Tom Brady and you've won seven straight division titles, you might have a different approach, right? Because sure. you can turn it off and on most likely. This yeah. team hasn't learned how to do that yet. They, they, as John Osher said the other day, they've been good for about three weeks. You know, like 
they're just well. No, I, I wouldn't agree with that. I mean, the, 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 his look, point was that it, it's a blip compared to some other teams. Correct. It's it's fresh. Yes, it's new. Correct. They haven't proven it time and again. And how many times have we heard coaches, players, and many coaches and players say this that it's a week to week league? That's right. Okay. Well, it is a week to week league, but there is carryover from a week to week basis, and I think that it's important that you you play well this week. It allows you to can continue that that momentum into a game that's going to be for the playoff marbles. And I hope that the Jaguars can get this game this week, come out of it very healthy. And in a perfect world, you'd find this team to uh, in Houston getting a comfortable lead. And this is hopeful, okay? And this is wishful thinking maybe. Are you uh, locking this? No, I'm not locking Oh, I thought you were going to lock it. Like, but it, uh, wouldn't, it be, wouldn't it be great? If you got a real nice lead, and then you could say, okay, we're going to cherry pick some guys to take out to make sure that they get refreshed and ready for this big game coming up against Tennessee. I would like that. But then again, the last three games that Houston has played, it's been down to the wire. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with that, of course. We'll come back in a moment. Jaguars offensive rhythm. We'll see if they can get that going, keep it going. After a couple extra days off around the Christmas holiday, defensive talk coming up as well. The Jaguars and the Texans coming up. The Texans have won the last nine meetings head-to-head against the Jaguars, including back in Week 5, a 13-6 win here in Jacksonville. This is the Doug Peterson Show on Jaguars Radio. We are back. It is the Doug Peterson Show, and it's J.P. Shadrick with Jeff Lagerman. Our thanks to the head coach, Doug Peterson, joining us at the top of the show, 5 o'clock every Thursday, at least when the Jaguars don't have a Thursday night football game, which they had last week. So it's been a couple weeks since we've had the Doug Peterson Show, and the Jaguars since then have moved into first place in the AFC South. The Jags win on Thursday, of course, combined with the Titans' loss on Christmas Eve, moved the Jaguars to the top of the division. It all comes down to week 18 here at TIAA Bank Field for the AFC South Division title. The game day and time still to be announced after the results of this coming weekend's games. They'll figure all that out and then maybe an announcement late Monday night after that game or towards the end of that game if it's decided or Tuesday morning. We'll see what happens, what the league has in mind. Yeah, yeah looking forward to that. And, and again, I, I've said this before, I hope that it's a Sunday game. You know, I, I, yeah, time slot four o'clock prime time, either one. But I uh, hope it's a Sunday game, just so that it allows the Jaguars to have a full week of preparation on a week that Tennessee is going to get uh, a lot of rest. What's the next step for Trevor Lawrence right now? Down Cons- the stretch, consistency. Keep doing what he's doing. Yeah, you got to keep doing what you're doing, and uh, you hope that it's at the same level that he's doing. He's doing a tremendous job of protecting the football in the last. What, seven games, he's only had one interception. I mean, that's incredible. Uh, he's turned the ball over on fumbles a couple times, but uh, those can happen. But he's been making really good decisions, and the consistency of making good decisions is, is if you're going to be a franchise guy, then you have to be able to be consistent at that level. And that's difficult to do. I mean, that's, uh, I mean, that's why when you got a guy like Tom Brady who's still doing it at the age of 45 or 46 or however old he is, it's like, are you kidding me? You've been doing it for how long? It's, it's just incredible. Um, same thing with you know, Josh Allen. Um, 
Matt Patrick Mahomes. I mean, these guys are doing it week in and week out, and it's just like no problem. It's just like who they are. Well, now we're like excited because Trevor's turned a corner. Well, it would you want to get to that point to where the conversation is that, that that's just who he is. Yeah, right. It's, it's what it is. Instead of, man, hasn't he been great in the last seven games? Well, it would be great if you're like, hey, that's our quarterback, man. He's, just, he's that good. That's where, you, that's where you want to be. It is uh, interesting. He's got the largest increase in passer rating from the first season to the second season in NFL history right now. 24.1 point increase. Mm-hmm. Second place was Carson Wentz in 16 to 17, 22.6. Mm-hmm. Both coached by Doug Peterson, mm-hmm. by the way. Funny and, how that works. And third was Peyton Manning. Yeah, he's pretty good, too. At a 19.5 point jump from year one to year two, which is uh, – which is pretty impressive. and uh, You always expect some kind of improvement year one to year two, but to see it at numbers like that tells you right. how big of a difference this is. You, know, you, you go back and you look at Trevor's numbers from last year. He was sub-60% completion rate, 59.6. He had 12 touchdowns, 17 interceptions, and that's been a complete one, 180. I mean, it's just it's tremendous. Uh, his rating was, a, again, a 71.9, so we know about the – about the big jump there that you were just talking about. But those numbers that I'm referring to, the touchdowns and interceptions, you know, last year, again, he had 12 touchdowns. So this year he's got 24, so he's doubled it with still two games to go. Last year he had 17 interceptions, and this year he only has seven. That's a big jump. I mean, big jump. When we were all hopeful that there would be big improvement from year one to year two, I mean, we were all hopeful. But did – we ever imagined that it would be to this level? I think if anybody actually thought that it would be at this level, then they uh, like to hear themselves and prop themselves up as being highly important. But I don't think anybody imagined that kind of improvement. You want to name names? Who was doing that? No. Oh, okay. I thought <laughs> you were going to name I'm just saying that if anybody re- thought that, <laughs> that, that it could be that, <laughs> I mean, that's just a tremendous job. And, and credit to Trevor because it's, you know. And, and, and here's the other thing. He didn't do it alone. Yeah. Right. That's, the, that's right. And that's important to remember And that he didn't do it by himself. He did it with some great coaching, and he's doing it with some great coaching that he's getting right now. And that's from his positional coach, Mike McCoy, to the offensive coordinator, Press Taylor, to the head coach, play caller, Doug Peterson, to the outstanding coaching that they're getting across the board on the offense and everybody's getting better. But then also the unselfishness that his weapons play the game with, I think you can't, you can't underestimate that because you have Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Evan Ingram, Marvin Jones Jr., Jamal Agnew, Travis Etienne, an offensive line. I mean, everybody has contributed to that. And it's great to have a young quarterback that has a cast of guys around him that love ball, that love to practice, that, I mean, really love to practice. Because if you got guys that are a diva, it becomes harder for a quarterback. And so, I mean, credit to the staff for bringing in guys of that caliber and of that makeup to surround a young quarterback with, uh, that can't be understated. All three are approaching, if not surpassing, career highs in different metrics already with two games to go. We're talking about uh, Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, especially 
And yeah, only, it's only, great to see. Only Evan Ingram, because Zay's at a career high, mm-hmm. and uh, Evan Ingram has now achieved career high numbers. With two catches, Christian Kirk will achieve career highs in catches. He's already had a career high in yards. He needs, Christian does, 12 yards to reach 1,000. I mean, it's just it's amazing. I mean, even going down to Jermichael Hasty, Jermichael Hasty's having a career year. Yeah, that's right. Okay, if you look at touches and yardage output, yeah. rushing, receiving, he is at a career high himself. And to your point about, you know, if, if one guy's having a big game, the other guys prop him up, there's no divas. The, the, the play to Evan Ingram last week where Zay Jones and Christian Kirk are out lead blocking. That's the play I did on social I mean, media. and showed, on. I showed that play on social media and – uh, and it was two plays that I showed by Evan Ingram. That was one of the, that was the first play, and I, and I think it's out there already. And it was a tight end screen, and you got Christian and Zay out front leading the way on a block, and and they do a great job. In fact, I think uh, Christian blocks two guys, and then the guy that has to make the tackle is the linebacker from Alabama. What's his name again? Uh, the middle linebacker for the Jets. I'm, I'm, we're on to the to the Texans. Uh, okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> he makes the tackle way down the field. I mean, Mosley, CJ Mosley. CJ Mosley. Thank you. That's that's what you want to have, and I think that's the amazing thing. And so when you, I think when you move forward, and you're looking to add pieces, if you can continue to find guys like that, and I know it's hard, because every now and again you're going to find a Keyshawn, and he's a great player, and he's going to want the damn ball. But you got to be able to make sure that you can try to get those unselfish players like that. They're about team. And, I, and there was a quote this week by Zay Jones, and you'll probably remember it. And I think he was talking to you, JP, and he said that, look, we're all pieces to a puzzle. And when players really understand that, I think you got a great chance for success. And that was a, it was great to hear that from Zay Jones. Let's come back. Jaguars defensive talk when we return. How do they match up this week against the Houston Texans? Can they continue to take the football away? A lot of questions down the stretch with the Texans this week and then the Tennessee Titans looming in week 18 for all the marbles in the AFC South. This is the Doug Peterson Show on the Jaguars radio network. Welcome back. The Doug Peterson Show continues right now. Welcome back. J.P. Shadrick with Jeff Lagerman, Brent Reaver, and Joe Fortunato are with us as well. It's week 17. The Jaguars face the Houston Texans. Our thanks to head coach Doug Peterson joining us in the opening segment each and every week. All right, the Jaguars defense on Thursday night football. They were up against sudden change, fumble, they get the blitz on third down, sack him, and then hold him to a field goal, and then shut them out the rest of the night. Solid effort. Had to get it done. Got it done. I thought you were on to the Texans. Yeah, we're moving on. My point is, how do they carry that <laughs> momentum forward to the Houston Texans this week? A team that, you know, they're, they're losing pieces, but, I mean, they're in the last three games. They won last week, and, you, I mean, Nashville was nasty weather, all that, but they still won the football game, figured it out, got it done. So what's the matchup this week to, to look out for for this Jaguars defense? How can they exploit it against Houston? Uh, well, I, I think the challenge this week is the two-quarterback system, and that that's kind of interesting. And as a defense, you got to kind of change your mindset when you have Davis Mills in there versus Driscoll, and that can be different. And I think I think even 
Defensive coordinator Mike Caldwell may call the game differently based upon which quarterback is in there. And uh, Mills being more of the classic drop back, Driscoll's more of the read option type guy. And uh, Driscoll's got some great speed. I know a lot of people have seen him around here, you know, from his time in college. So he's he's a good football player. But that's the challenge. But the, the defense has got to remain opportunistic. And that's, I think, been the real key thing for them defensively over the last couple games against the Dallas Cowboys. Obviously, had a couple key stops. They were kind of struggling to stop the Cowboys. The backs were kind of controlling the tempo of the game. Get a couple key stops there at the end. And, of course, the walk-off pick six, which was a big ball game. And then against Tennessee, you, you didn't start great against Derrick Henry, but you started to clean it up there towards the end. And then the offense scores some points, makes it more difficult for yeah, them. The so, game flipped there, and they, yeah. they took advantage of you it. Just, you just have to remain opportunistic and, and just get better incrementally. And I think they did a little bit of that against the Jets. And part of the reason that helped is that the Jets aren't a great offense. That's, yes. And Zach Wilson was a quarterback. No. And he's not very good. And isn't it good to be a Jaguars fan as opposed to being a Jets fan right now with the quarterbacks? You can say that again. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've never – have you ever seen a second-year quarterback get booed like that? I mean, how do you – as an organ – that's tough for them, you know? I mean, I just don't see – I don't that, see that getting better. What's the resolution there? I don't know. Who knows? That's their issue, though. Well, I mean, Zach Wilson's got a guaranteed contract. You can't give up on him. <laughs> At, at this point, but the reality is is that you need to bring in competition because some of the statements that he made earlier in the year shows a clear lack of maturity and a lack of understanding the way reality is in the National Football League, and he's learned the hard way, and the fans have given him a hard lesson, and so now it's up to him to get better in New York, but that's their problem, and that's not ours. We'll come back in a moment. Injury report is out. We'll get into that a little later. Social media question for you, Logs. I know you're a big social media yeah, let me, maven. Let me check my social media account real well, quick. We already got one we've cherry oh, picked for you. We got you. Take, you look. I mean, it's Twitter. It's a free website for now. You can uh, check it out. Hey, it's the Doug Peterson Show on Jaguars Radio. Welcome back. The Doug Peterson Show continues right now. And welcome back. It is the Doug Peterson Show presented by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles and the 78th Tax Slayer Gator Bowl returns to the bank tomorrow. The number 21 ranked Notre Dame Fighting Irish and the 19th ranked South Carolina Gamecocks square off. For more, visit TaxSlayerGatorBowl.com. There are a few tickets remaining. Not many. Big crowd expected tomorrow afternoon. Here at TIAA Bank Field. Are you uh, you going to be here for the game? I'll, I'll be here for a little bit. We got regular Jaguar work during the day, so I'll do all the Jaguar stuff. I might stay for a little bit and then uh, carry on. Well, I hope South Carolina's equipment truck made it. Uh, <laughs> they were driving around the stadium this morning trying to figure out where to go. Oh, okay. Well, they were in, at least they made it to the stadium. That's <laughs> step one, just finding the right portal they were, to go in. They were in. circling it's... Lot J, and I'm going, um... <laughs> I think they're trying to find a locker room, maybe. Uh, Nick Fedua and the field crew have done a great job, obviously, all year with all the changes of the Jaguar schedule, changing the field and everything. But, of course, it's uh, it's gussied up and looking really great for the Gator Bowl coming up tomorrow. And then it'll be turned around and looking really good for Absolutely. the Jaguars' last game against the Tennessee Titans. Kudos to the guys that take care of the grounds here 
at the bank. They've had to change that field numerous times. Like take the grass out they all do the way a great back job. on. I mean, they, it's I mean it's incredible. It, it really is nice. So hope you'll make it out to the Gator Bowl tomorrow. Always a great time, but a, a really good game this year. Battle of eight and four teams: Notre Dame and South Carolina. So the injury report is out, Logs, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the Thursday report. All these Jaguars players were limited today. We'll start with the players who did not practice Wednesday. Trevor Lawrence was limited today with his toe injury, but the last couple weeks has been the same um, idea there. Don't practice Wednesday. Get out there Thursday or Friday. Uh, Ross Matisic, long snapper, did not practice yesterday. Limited today with a back issue, back spasms, Doug Peterson called it. So they've signed a veteran long snapper to the practice squad just in case. On game day, maybe he wakes up and things aren't going well. Safety Andrew Wingard with a shoulder, limited both days. Trayvon Walker, limited both days. That's a step in the right direction with his ankle issue. Randon Sheriff, veteran offensive lineman, the guard with an abdomen issue and an ankle issue, battling through. It's limited both days, but he's out there. And Foley Fadakasi with an ankle issue, limited Wednesday and Thursday. What stands out from those? Anything? Um, well, I mean, Trayvon Walker, it'd be nice to get him back, you know, especially with the injury to Smoot, and hopefully he can work his way back, but you want to make sure that he's good to go before he goes back out there. Uh, but uh, losing losing Smoot like that, that hurts. And uh, hopefully Trayvon's good to go. Hopefully he can be healthy and productive. And Vatikasi, it'd be nice to get him back, but back playing well. You know, he, prior to missing this past game, it's just kind of been okay. Need to get him back playing well, you know, because he was playing pretty well earlier in the year. And then the injuries have slowed him, wanted him to get back into that groove uh, where he's been. Uh, the rest of the injuries, I mean, uh, the concern about your long snapper because, yeah. you know, the snaps in New York were high, a little concerning. And will Madison be ready to go? If not, the veteran guy that they signed, uh, what's his name again? On the practice squad, he's got he's like 160-some games played, so he's a veteran guy, which is nice to be able to have a veteran guy if you need to elevate him from the practice squad for game day. Got his name? His name is Garrison Sanborn. Sanborn, that's what yeah. it is. He was with uh, the Bills from 09 to 16, and then Tampa Bay 17 and 18, Niners in 19. So it's been a little bit. Yeah, he's been around a lot. Yeah. He's been around a lot. So, so that's, that's a, you know, pull that's the cord. That's something to keep an eye on. Pull the cord in emergency. Well, I mean, here's the reality. Uh, you've had a, a first-time kicker with the Jaguars, okay, first time with the Jaguars, who has been pretty good. And congratulations to him, AFC Special Teams Player of the Week, by the way. Correct. And so you would like to be able to make sure that that operation goes uh, without interruption. Because sometimes when you have a change of a snapper, change of a holder, it can can change the chemistry a little bit and the timing. So you would like to make sure that you try to keep that as, as solid as you can. So that's something I think to definitely keep an eye on going forward and Hopefully everybody else is trending in the right direction. Logs, we're going to come back and get an answer out of you. What do you got? With, uh, answer to what? A social media question. We're going to go to the Microsoft Surface, and we're going I, to get answers. I'm looking at some of these questions. Now, there's some good ones. Some yeah. good questions. There's some good ones. Yeah. Yeah. There's some that are, eh, you know, but there's some good ones, and we'll pick a good one when we come back. <laughs> it's the Doug Peterson Show on the Jaguars Radio Network.
Welcome back. The Doug Peterson Show continues right now. We're back, baby. It's the Doug Peterson Show presented by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. It's week 17. The Jaguars and the Houston Texans at NRG Stadium. One o'clock Eastern kickoff time. We're on the air on the network at noon with countdown to kickoff this Sunday as the Jaguars try to continue a winning streak and keep the momentum building toward the week 18 matchup against the Tennessee Titans here at TIAA Bank Field. For all the marbles, the AFC South division title will be on the line. There are limited tickets available for Mm. that game, but they are going fast. Mm. Playoff tickets are for sale. That's a league rule. Any team that's in first place December 15th or later must put playoff tickets, potential home playoff game tickets on sale. The Jags have done that as well. And if you buy tickets, they will be refunded if there's not a playoff game. Correct. So all that's going on, but... The Jaguars have to handle business or want to handle business, and they need to in Houston this week. Let's go to social media. We'll go to the Microsoft Surface and check out what we have on Twitter. This is from at Evanoff Joel. How would you evaluate Walker Little's performance? Well, of course, the second-year tackle logs, mm-hmm. um, you know, a couple weeks ago played 15 snaps at right tackle, then flipped over and played 15 snaps at left tackle. Last week started at left tackle. What do you think so far? I thought he's doing a pretty good job. I mean, that was his only his fourth career start. And uh, for a fourth career start, I thought he showed some some nice athleticism. He gave up a few pressures, but I thought it was solid. And, uh, you know, as long as he keeps getting better because he's still – I mean, look, he's a second-year player. And the reality is a lot of people expect him to be – an immediate impact guy because, okay, he was a second-round pick and we were told that he's going to be, you know, starting caliber tackle. He's still young. He's still getting better. The first game that he played this year a couple games ago against Dallas, you know, had some plays that weren't so good. Uh, had like 20 snaps, I think, in that game or 30 snaps. 30, 15 on each side. He had like four pressures and one of those plays ended up having Cam Robinson get his knee hurt on which was against Micah Parsons. Okay, great player, one of the best in the league. And then his past game, he settled down a little bit. Uh, had a pressure that was early. But he did give up a couple pressures. But, I, I look, I, every team, I think, in the league would love to have a backup like Walker Little, I can tell you that. I mean, there's not a lot of teams in the league to have a backup like Walker Little. With that athleticism, that length, and, uh, and I'm sure he's looking forward to this game too, by the way. He was a uh, Episcopal High School in Houston. He's in a which is you know not the Episcopal High School here, but the Episcopal High School in Houston, where he was rated one of the top players coming out of high school in the nation. So pretty cool. You but know, anyway, he's doing a good job. Yeah. The question I have is how much of what we're seeing from him and his development as it goes is you know, hey he didn't play the last two years of college. Before he came in the draft. Well, that's a right? lot of it. You have to think about that. So now. you got to go play to get better, right? Didn't play in college because of COVID. Okay. We well, had the knee injury, then COVID. Yeah, exactly. So right. knee, COVID, and then still drafted in the second round. Yeah. So he hasn't played a lot of football. And then this is only his fourth start in two years. That's a long time without playing football. And so it takes time to get better. And that's a position. Look, there's a lot of positions that in the league – that guys can kind of hit the ground running. And I'm sorry, but offensive line is not one of them. That's, that's a position that it takes reps. It's technique. 
its angles and all of those things need repetitions to be able to function. The one thing I will say about the Jaguars offensive line group is I think they got an excellent coach in Phil Rauscher. And and I'm not saying that to, to blow smoke up anybody's rear end or anything. I'm just telling you that the Jaguars offensive line coach is outstanding. And it's been a joy to watch this offensive line group this year. I think they've gotten better across the board. Jawan Taylor's pass protection has been outstanding. Cam Robinson's angles and his footwork has improved dramatically. And, uh, and look, uh, that's a lot of coaching because the other coach that they had, which is now coaching the Houston Texans, which is George, George Warhop. Warhop. Yeah, actually, he's doing a good job with Houston's offensive line, but I didn't see the improvement that I wanted to see in the last couple of years here in Jacksonville. So, so yeah, but uh, I, I would have liked you to pick the question from Alex. Oh, okay, well, uh, read for, it. For Coach well, Peterson. Let's go freestyle here, Well, the Alex, one that Coach, he, he asked of Coach Peterson, he's going to ask vanilla or chocolate ice cream <laughs> on Victory Mondays. He was going to ask that of okay. Doug, and you didn't pick that one. No, I didn't. Okay, and this I, one, I, would have, I would have said both, but go ahead. This one from St. Augie Renee. I think I said that correctly. Okay. She wants answers, or he wants answers. Okay, I'm not sure <laughs> if it's a boy or girl. Okay. Are we flexing the Titans game to Saturday? Question mark. Don't know yet. What colors are we wearing? Question mark. Uh, I don't think I've seen that. These are important questions I need answers to so I can plan! Exclamation point. We'll be there no matter what, cheering the Jags on to victory, exclamation point. Awesome right. stuff. Look, it's got a match with the, the team's wearing, right? If you, they're wearing teal. What's you, your favorite uniform color? I think the teal over the, uh, the white, I think. White pants? pants? Yeah. yeah. I hear you. Yeah, I kind of like the all teal. I kind of like that. All black's kind of good, too. I'm not a, no, I'm not a fan of the all black. We're, I yeah. mean, we're teal. So it's either got to be all teal or till jerseys and white pants. They could wear polka dots with stripes. I wouldn't care long as, as long as winning. they win the football long game. As long as they're winning. That's fine with me. I'm with you on that, JP. We're back, no offense to polka dots or stripes. We're back in a moment. And our final thoughts for this Jaguars-Texans game, it's the Doug Peterson Show on Jaguars Radio. Welcome back. The Doug Peterson Show continues right now. Welcome back. Final moments of the Doug P- Peterson Show. J.P. Shadrick with Jeff Lagerman. Some of the things that are being said and done in the commercial breaks, yeah. I think, are downright embarrassing in here. Well, good thing they don't make air, I at mean, least right now. My goodness. I mean, there's just... This I, is I mean, the National really. Football League. Last yeah, this I is the checked. big time, right? Yeah, <laughs> this this that's right. Time. So the Jaguars have and the it's Texans. it's not being done by me and you. No, we're good. Yes. Um, Jaguars-Texans this week. Doug's playing them. They're playing. Guys are out there. Ain't sitting them. Nope, nope, nope. We're going to go play. and Rock and roll. Uh, business as usual. Rock and roll. You know, let's go. Um, the teams that carry the momentum into the postseason are the ones that usually have the most success. So why not keep, keep the, ball, the ball rolling on this football team? And, and here's the reality. You know, this Jaguars defense needs to get better if you're going to make some noise the last week and then into the playoffs. Yeah, that's right. Okay? They've got to get better. Because look at the teams that are – pull up the number of the teams that are already locked 
in the AFC yeah, playoff-wise. Yeah, let's take a look at the AFC uh, playoff picture, if we can, on Jaguars.com, Jaguars social media. But, yes, there are a handful of teams that have clinched already. Bills, Chiefs, Bengals. High-powered, all three of them. Ravens have clinched a spot, and the Chargers have clinched a spot. Okay, the Ravens don't scare me They're, as far as their offense because the Jaguars handled them before and Lamar Jackson's been hurt. The Chargers worry me. I mean, that's a, that's a hot, high-powered offense. The Dolphins, if they get two back with those two wide receivers, that would be a tough matchup, I think, for anybody. And in particular, this Jaguars football team, that would be a really tough matchup with the Waddle and – Yeah, Tyreek um, Hill. Tyreek. The Cheetah and the Penguin, man. I mean, they're, I know that uh, – and I'm going to pull this up on Pro Football Focus, but I would Real be quick. interested if I can have a few minutes to do it. But I You don't have don't. time. You don't have time. They're arguably two of the top ten wide receivers in the league. They are. They both are over 1,000 yards. Uh, TV tonight, quickly. Who you got? We have Jawan Taylor and Brent Martineau. Oh, very cool. At Strings. At Strings. In Springfield. Yes. That'll be fantastic. That's Jeff Lagerman. Thanks to our entire crew. Head coach Doug Peterson. I'm J.P. Shadrick. We will catch you next time. It's the Doug Peterson Show on the Jaguars Radio Network. <laughs>